Next. 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 What's next? Three hours. The top ten stories of the day. According to them. El Jefe. And J-Dubs. Next is now on 92.3. 3FM. Buddies, welcome to Next. I'm El Jefe, and I think Kentucky should not be banning dancing in bars. I'm J-Dubs, and I know you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because if your friends dance, then they're... No friends of mine. Okay. Uh, last night you wanted to go with the little uh, jingle there. <sighs> Welcome to the next time, Hefe. That's Tubbs. And we're going to be here with you for the next 90 minutes. Will one of these headlines be the number one story of the day? Details on the human animal. Where'd the midget come from? Embryo. Oh, the safety dance. Hybrids. Also, the possibility of a 25 hour day. And Bush demands a recount. Um, details on these stories where they're going to rank in today's top six as it's a short porch due to the Nets. And, of course, your phone calls at 866-313-FREE. It's all next with us, FA and Dubs, on 92.3 Free FM. We've been guest hosting all week long um, on a almost a, a college schedule. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, yeah. we do a short porch. <laughs> Tuesday, Thursdays, we have those long night classes. Uh, which, by the way, I'd never go to. No. Uh, sorry, Dad, for wasting all that money on school at Texas Tech University. Um, our radio backgrounds, uh, we've said it a lot, but for the new people listening, we used to host a show called The Hideout in Orlando, Florida, and also in Washington, D.C., uh, where we worked with our buddies Ron and Fez, of course, uh, heard right here on 92.3 Free FM. That's a little bit about us. The websites are myspace.com slash nextradio. You can see... Uh, the recaps of the top ten from this week and our previous guest week in February. Again, myspace.com slash nextradio. Uh, a couple of fan boards, nextradiofans.com and freefmfans.com. Normally the show moves quickly. Tonight it's pretty much even quicker as we only have 90 minutes to get in. A lot of stuff for you on this Friday night. So let's get started. Next, next, next. Sports. Coming out of the uh, basketball game, we figure why not hold the little people over. We'll do a uh, quick sports. We do mm-hmm. it. We do it every night anyway. So we figure we start with it coming out of the basketball game. Of course, you just heard the Nets lose, and they're officially out of the playoffs in six games. The Cavs uh, defeat the Nets. That's 88-72 tonight. And it's now Cavs-Pistons, and Utah is awaiting the winner of a very good game right now between Phoenix and San Antonio. Currently, about four minutes left in the second quarter. Phoenix is up 42-40. I'm, a, I'm from Michigan, and I've watched the Pistons all through uh, you know my life. And this is actually a compliment to Nets. I was so hoping the Cavs were going to win to play against the Pistons because I'd rather see the Cavs there than the Nets. The Nets are, I think, the better team. The better team lost in this one, I think. Um... I mean, you can argue it. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I, I just think uh, they were more experienced. They they could have won that one very easily. It was there for the taking. The yeah. ca- the Cavs by no mean. I don't know. They don't scare me at all. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, Dub Subway Series gets underway, and the Mets uh, with a three to two victory tonight over the Yankees. Jeez. So the net the Mets now twenty seven and fourteen. Um, they have a two-game lead over second place Atlanta. However, the Yankees are now ten games out, ten games out of the uh, out of first place behind the Bo Sox. And you got to think to yourself, 
What do you do if you're a Yankee fan? Where is it all going wrong? And who are you pinning it on? Is it time to start pinning it on Tory? Is it time? Is it? Does it go back? Is it a general manager issue? What do you do? It's by no means over yet for the Yankees. It's over. I'm going to say it now. <laughs> no, it's not over yet. It's, but there's no hope. But if you if you don't act now, it's going to be out of your reach very very soon. Now, baseball obviously it's a long season, mm-hmm. but ten games. That's a hard thing to come back from at any point of the season. And the Bow Sox, they're you know they're not weak this year. Mm-mm. Obviously, making up those ten games now all of a sudden it's all right. Now we got to look toward the wild card. We're right there where the Tampa Bay Devil Rays are as far as the standings go. Where did we go wrong? Eight six six three one three free. They pay the money. They got that for them. Uh, I I would blame it on uh, on managing. You have to get those people to play for you. Um, speaking of Tampa, Roger Clements allowed a uh, solo ho- solo home run, but he did uh, throw fifty eight pitches in four innings for the uh, Class A Tampa uh, tonight. In his first minor league start as he prepares to join the New York Yankees. They're playing against a Fort Myers team, the Fort Myers Miracle. And, and he gave up a home run? He did give up a home run. Uh, well, well, that's not necessarily bad, though. I don't because care. You're Clemens. Don't give up a home run in the minors. <laughs> that is an interesting thing. Like, whenever you're going back through and you're working, you're working your way back up the farm system, you would assume, you almost think, all right, I'm going to strike out everybody. Yeah. And imagine being that one guy that's who hit I'm the thinking. home run. You you're, you're, you're like, oh, I'm going up against Clemens tonight. I'm not doing anything. And then you knock a home run. That's all you need to do in your career at that point. Yeah, then you can always at least dine out on that for yep. the rest of your life. Um, uh, the seven-time Cy Young winner agreed to a $28 million, uh, $1, uh, one-year contract. Again, is Roger Clemens going to be the guy that's going to get you over this 10-game uh, slump? Or, or even, 10, game, uh, 10 games out? No, he's not. He can't be the lone ranger in that. They has to be everybody to bring him back. But Here's what you do. You play him against single-A teams, <laughs> and then you just try to you try to sell all those out. I would like to uh, go back at the end of the season and find out how much per pitch he made. Every time he swung his arm, I would like to know how much he was paid for that. Well, we're not working, so we could actually do that if we wanted oh, to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's completely out of the realm of possibility. Right now, next sports, then we'll give you the top six stories of the day. Giambi's uh, remarks could be investigated as he said the sport should apologize for the use of performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, he says that uh, they were wrong for doing that stuff. So basically, he didn't. He admitted without. He admitted he did steroids he, he without ever saying. He never said steroids. Yeah, he said you know feel bad about doing. We were wrong for doing that stuff, mm-hmm. which essentially you would take to be roids. Last night, you know, I went on the air, and I'm just a big proponent and believer of steroids in sports. You're anything, allow- to, anything to make the game better. You're allowed to enhance um, your, you know, the game in various ways through technology with bats and gloves, and the ball is different than it used to be. Uh, players lift weights. They watch what they eat. I don't understand why we hold back from allowing uh, kids to use. Uh, ki- I even say kids. Why not? Mm-hmm. But allowing professional ball players to use uh, everything they can to put the absolute best product on the field. You wouldn't do that in the corporate world. In the corporate world, you wouldn't say to yourself, "Okay, we're not going to use everything possible for us to try to make 
uh, as much money as we can for the company. And hell, I mean, um, once you climb the ladder far enough, you don't have to take drug tests anymore in the corporate world usually. You know, you can do all the coke and uh, speed and riddling you want to keep yourself moving. If you had a bunch of roid monsters playing for the Milwaukee Brewers, people are going to go watch those games. It's going to be entertaining even if they are 27 games out because the score is going to be 15 to 13, like it should be in baseball. I'm not really a traditionalist. I'm not going to lie to you. And then finally, Dubs, as we wrap up sports here, uh, this is an interesting article out of Detroit, and it's your hometown. uh, Not your hometown, but your home state, the biggest city in your home state. They say that winning uh, teams help lift the uh, hard times and the hard spirits. Basically, they go through talking about a couple of guys who are uh, down on their luck and (laughs) unemployment-like Sinners and lines have become tiger rallying spots, and everybody's like, "If it wasn't for the tigers, man, I don't know if I'd be on this earth." Well, unemployment lines have become long in in uh, Michigan and the Detroit area overall, and I guess yeah, I mean, the only thing going well in Michigan is not the auto industry, it's not uh, the inco- economy overall. It is the Tigers and it is the Pistons and the Red Wings and the Red Wings. Don't forget all, about- all those three things and the yeah, it's hockey town. So everybody's really into it out there, and that's really what's keeping everybody moving right now is the sports. Psychologists say that a successful team can actually affect people's psychology, and uh, it can make them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, a study at the uh, Indiana University found that teams or fans of winning teams were more optimistic about their chances of getting a date. Or passing a test. And, well, and it gives you your wardrobe back because I know that I I have all this line stuff, and if they're doing really poorly, I just kind of throw it to the side and say, "All right, I'm going to wait at least till they win a game until I wear uh, a Lions shirt out again." Dude, you're so right about that. I, as a Dallas Mavericks fan, I got no less than five Dirk Nowitzki jerseys in just about every color, mm-hmm. and he's the MVP. And put one on. They're all at the back of the closet. They've been there essentially since last year's collapse in the finals. And there's no way I could walk around with a Dirk jersey right now because I would feel stupid. Do you think overall that, you know, sports really can lift your spirits? Because we talked last night about wasting emotion. Is it true that it's possible overall? Without a doubt. I mean, you, you'll lift your spirits if your team's winning. You'll feel good. You'll maybe, you, you will uh, wake up fresher, ready to work and everything. Maybe have a better week because your football team won on Sunday. And also, you'll go into a uh, downward spiral if they just keep on losing. You can't handle it. No, I, no, there's no doubt about it. In fact, my buddy today is a big Red Wings fan. He was down in the dumps because they lost last night. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Tom on line one. You're next with Hefe and Dubs on 92.3 Free FM. Hi, right, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, buddy. Um, I just want to go back about the point you made before with the steroids in baseball. Mm-hmm. I got to say I don't agree with that statement, mainly because you want the game to be pure and not tainted. But, if but you, it, it changes every year almost. I mean, it's, it's a forever changing sport. All sports are. I don't think that the game is as pure as we all like to think. The ball, uh, they, they've messed around with cancer-causing thing, caffeine. You just don't know yet, so let's roll with it. You also want to make another change to baseball as well with the uh, with the backstop. Um, not the backstop, the uh, the pitching rubber. Oh, okay, I'd love to see the I'd love to see the pitching rubber move from sixty feet six inches uh, to sixty one feet, just to see how much that would switch up the game. Uh, I think I think it would be fascinating. I think you do something like that along with some steroids. Bam, baseball's fun again. Next on ninety two three Free FM. Stories.
door number six. Again, tonight we got a short porch because of uh, the basketball game. So it's uh, we did some sports for you. Now we're up to story number six. Dubs, tell me about this. When you found this one and you wanted to, uh, you yeah. had to talk about this. Well, uh, an uncle bit his uh, nephew to teach him to not bite. Uh, it All was right. a three-year-old kid. The uncle was watching him and decided uh, the kid's biting too much. So I'm going to bite him and teach him a lesson to not bite. The problem is... He bit him on his stomach, his thighs, uh, his arms, and his buttocks. Did it taste like nougat? That's I don't know. I've never bit a baby. Um, did he go to? Is he is he up on charges? Like assault charges? Yes, he got arrested. He was uh, arrested for assault. I don't see what the problem is with this. Well, I you know I, I I'm not against like spanking your kid or you know being disciplinary, but there's a, there has to be a, a line where you're not biting the ass of a kid. Once you stick your mouth on the cheek and bite down, then you get arrested. Okay, but... Bite his finger. Say, hey, yeah, that hurts. How's that any different? It's just skin. It's not anything that's... I don't. I mean, if it's over... As long as the baby's not naked, I think it's okay. I guarantee he was because he had big bite marks on his ass. This seems to be hitting a little too close to home for you. No, I, don't it's know, not. I don't know why this warrants story number six. I don't know why you all... All right, so are you, like, worried because, you know, what if he ended up teaching uh, or trying to uh, keep well, I, him from not sucking his thumb? Like, what he could have done from there? I can't imagine Don't this. suck that thumb. Now, let me show you the things that you shouldn't suck. Is that what you're worried about? Is this well, I mean, to- that's the rationale he probably has going on in his head. I, I, I don't want him teaching him anything. I don't want him teaching him how to, how to wipe. I don't want him to teach anything. I don't, I don't know what kind of uh, thought process this guy has when he says, hey, I don't want this kid to be biting. I'm going to bite him on the ass. You forget what it's like uh, for uncles when you have uncles. Uncles are there to torture you. They're there to make your life a living hell, they're there to bite you. No, <laughs> they're there to bite me. Uh, they're they're there to uh, you know kind of give you crap. They're that's what they're good at, and they aren't there to teach you the tickle spots because I think that's where it was going next after all these bitings. All right, so this was a punishment for the kid biting, and he ended up biting back, and now he's up, possibly fa- uh, facing jail time. Yeah. What kind of punishments did you ever get when you were a kid? Did you ever do anything like? When you always like you got in any sort of trouble or anything like that? I mean, it was always kind of an eye for an eye type thing, or even a, an appropriate punishment for what you did. Like, I, if I ever swore, I remember, uh, I, and usually it's all from babysitters. When I would swear, I would get soap in the mouth. One time though, I swore they didn't have a bar of soap, so my babysitter poured Dawn soap, <laughs> dish soap, into my mouth. Uh, like, just held your mouth open, was squeezing it down your mouth and oh, stuff? If I if I didn't, you know, open up for it voluntarily, I would have got slapped so in the you, face. So she brought you over, she yeah. said, open your mouth, and she got the Dawn soap and right. just squirted it in there. Yep. What'd you do to deserve it? I swore. Really? <clears throat> yep. Was it a bad, bad word? I don't know. I can't remember. I, I, the word wasn't I would. Like, I would stuck think, on my head. I would never forget that word if that's the sort of punishment that I'm getting. I, actually, I thought it was hell. Really? Yeah, I think it was. Wow. I don't even know if you can say that on the radio anymore. Look out for that one, Noah. 866-313-FREE. Now, uh, did you ever get any other sort of punishment or anything? Because he seemed like you may have been a bad kid. I wasn't a terrible kid, but I was just an annoying kid, I guess. Uh, I got tied up. Nothing's changed. I got tied up by a jump rope uh, by a babysitter. She tied me to a chair so I wouldn't. All right, this sounds like it's going somewhere. What ended up happening? 
I ended up sitting there for about five hours tied to a chair. <laughs> what? Yeah. She didn't do anything to you? Like, this didn't turn into any sort of sexual thing? No, I was probably five or six years old. How did it turn into anything sexual? You were that young and yeah. you got tied up with a jump rope for yeah. five or six hours? I, I, I stopped getting babysat when I was ten. So, obviously, because none of them could ever uh, keep a wrangle hold on you. So what did you do, though, like for those five or six hours? Did she leave? Did she smoke pot? Did she no, just sit she, there and look at you? She was sitting there watching her soaps, and I was sitting there tied up. Just tied up the whole time. Yeah, it was after lunch, and uh, my mom didn't get there till five, so it was about five hours. Wow. And did you tell your mom? Did, you get any, uh, did, did the babysitter uh, get in any sort of tr- trouble or anything? I don't think I ever snitched on any, any of those things. I think I was always, you know... Snitches get stitches type of mentality. Did you ever... Now, you were telling me something, too, before about a tree house and something with you. Uh, yeah, well, one time. Um, and I don't even know if this was a punishment or if it was just to be real mean from my uh, my babysitter. But uh, Same babysitter or different? I, I had many of them. I think this one was a different one. This might have been the same one that poured the soap in my mouth. Uh, they had uh, their own kids, and they had a tree house out back. So uh, I went up to the tree house. There was nothing wrong going to the tree house. That was completely permitted. I went up to it. I looked back down. The ladder's gone. The ladder is gone for about, I would say I was stuck up there for at least an hour, two hours maybe. Just stuck. Just sitting there. Wow. Uh, and I, I, I tried to venture out onto the limb to mm-hmm. see if I could jump down, but then uh, I got yelled at. Damn. Stay in the house. Well, uh, that all sounds awful, but I was molested as a kid by a babysitter, so top that. A chick, by the way. I was molested by a chick babysitter. Um, she was fat though, so that was kind of my punishment. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it was. Uh, she wasn't hot, you know. So I don't know. Maybe that's for my thing. Uh, I, I like so. Like you... I, like I'm wondering this kid who got bit if mm-hmm. this is going to turn into a fetish. I'm sure it will. He has to because I know that because of my you know molestation by a fat babysitter, female by the way. Uh, when I was growing up, I always like to throw that out there. Fat female babysitter. I don't buy it. I think it was just old. I think it was a guy who looked like Sammy Hagar. Just uh, long hair, maybe I, clean shaven. I always, because of that though, like I'll never date a fat chick, like ever. And it's not even because I think you're it's, shallow or anything. It's just because of the uh, molestation. All right, there was this one time. There was this one time on a New Year's Eve where I had a threesome with two fat girls. When? <laughs> This was one time, and I felt awful about it. It wasn't this what year. This was, I don't know. It was maybe in the 2000s. I don't remember when it was. But it was, like, I didn't do anything. They did something to me. But I remember afterwards feeling so dirty. Because uh, they were chunky? Yeah. Like, it, I don't know if oh. it took me back to that or what happened. But Give me a chunky one. I don't care. No. If, it, if it's a three-way, you know, you, you don't have to include that in the story. You just have to say, yeah, I had a three-way. Well, normally from, you know, from now on I will. But it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I was so drunk and it seemed like an okay idea at the time. And then I woke up afterwards and I saw them. Oh, you never sleep in no, the No, I same- didn't sleep there. We were all in the oh, same okay. hotel. And then I saw them in the lobby of the hotel the next morning, and I was like, oh, my God, uh, what did I do? And then everything from my childhood starts flashing back to me, and I'll never, ever go near a fat woman again. Next. Next. On 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. All right, people lining up on the phones, 866-313-FREE. Uh, free. Uh, comments on steroids they also too got some stair uh questions and 
thoughts on how they were punished as a kid. So if you want to hop in, we'll get to those right after the break. And we'll also have the top five stories of the day for you as well. Again, 866-313. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. We're next with you on 92.3 Free FM. Next on 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. It's next on 92.3 Free FM. Short porch counting down the top six stories of the night. Uh, started off with sports, though. The Subway Series, uh, Yankees lose to the Mets. Mets win 3-2. Uh, Roger Clemens throws 58 pitches, gives up a home run, but looks pretty good in single-A Tampa against Fort Myers. Giambi saying the sports should apologize for steroids. Let's go to Jeff on line three. You're next with Hefe and Dubs and 92.3 Free FM. Go ahead, Jeff. How are you? All right, buddy. What's up? Uh, yeah, just, you know, you guys being pro-steroid and all, I, I just wanted to kind of crystallize it in, in this question. Uh, wh- whose home run record do you respect more, Barry Bonds or Hank Aaron's? It's tough to say who do you respect more because you got to remember that Barry Bonds was more than likely hitting off of pitchers who were on steroids and throwing the ball harder uh, or having another variation. Now, you throw the ball harder, it's going to go further if you hit it. Um I think you still probably go with Aaron, yeah. even, too, with maybe what he was going through racially, you know, back when he made things There's happen. There was a lot more pressure on him. Yeah, it then. seems like there was a little bit more to that one. And the home run record nowadays and home runs, um, a kind of a dime a dozen. So I say you still go with Aaron, but I don't think you diminish what Bonds has done just because you got to remember, uh, you know, the era as well. you got to take them from their own thing. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for the phone call. Let's try Dave. Dave, on line two, you're next with Hefe and Dubs as we recap on 92.3 Free FM. What's up, Dave? Hello. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Um, well, basically, I, I don't think um, America realizes how many athletes in college and in pro that are actually on steroids. I mean, I played uh, college football with uh, Joe Klecko. And, um, you know, just to see how how crazy it was from high school. I mean, even in high school, I played with a kid that got a full ride to Syracuse because of uh, his steroid use. Oh, yeah. Ster- uh, I think in my high school, I think uh, I, it was probably about 30% of the team was on steroids. Yeah, and I had the same thing, too, in baseball. We had a couple of guys that would do it, and they were studs, and they yeah. got the college offers. You know, yeah. it's out there. You're not going to stop it, and thanks for the phone calls. We've got to get. we got to move on, but... It's just this this blind eye thing. That's why when George W. Bush brings it up in the State of the Union, and <laughs> that is very ridiculous. It's just come on already. Uh, and by the way, story number six that we got kicked off with tonight was Dubs and his fetish of an uncle biting a boy. It's not a fetish. I think it was deplorable, and you're the one actually supporting it to teach him a lesson. The show's going to move fast because we got at least five stories to get in before. Uh, midnight. Uh, so hop in as soon as you hear something you want to comment on. 866-313-FREE. Next on 92.3 Free FM. Story number five. The British government has overturned its proposed ban on the creation of human-animal embryos and now wants to allow them to be used to develop new treatments for diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. The nice. uh, draft fertility bill published today would allow scientists to create three different type of hybrid embryos. We are headed to the 
Ella, Dr. Moreau. I love it. Um, here's the one thing. Scientists would be allowed to grow the embryos in a lab for no more than two weeks. It would be illegal to implant them in a human. Come on. Let's take it to the next level already. <laughs> if you're going to hey, go... Well, I mean, once we have the technology and it gets you know more readily used for other things... You will see a few of these pop up by, you know, maybe the uh, the Iranians or something just trying to create that tiger man that'll take out, you know, 50 troops. Well, here's the thing that, I, yeah, you're right, because it could be easily something for warfare. I hadn't even thought, I hadn't thought about it on those lines, because I'm thinking about it selfishly. If you had to be a human-animal hybrid, which one would you want to be? Shark. Hot talk. Shark? Yeah. All right, give I'd me like a rationale a for a shark. Because you'd rule the sea. All sea animals are pretty dumb, except for maybe like the dolphins, but they aren't a, a threat to the shark. I'd be like a great white shark with uh, like everything uh, shark, except for brain and arms. So I'd be able to swim around. I have the arms. I have the teeth. I have the brain. I'm going to rule the sea. And they live uh, an incredibly a long, t- uh, long time. Yeah. I would want to be a cat. I would like to be a little domesticated house cat, but with like the human head. So I could, I got claws, so I could defend myself and fight if I needed to. How big's a human head? Though? I could scurry away like a little baby's head. Okay, you know what I mean. Hot talk. It's proportionate. It's it, not like a, a full human head. Right. I'm not out there. The brain will be smaller though, so you won't have a full human brain. Yeah, like I don't have a stray hand head. Like I don't have this big, you know, <laughs> thing that's weighing down my little cat body. I to me, that's like the perfect little. You know, possibility here is we have a little hot talk on what would be the perfect human animal hybrid. <sighs> I'm thinking even even something maybe smaller, something now more under the radar. Sparrow. Imagine just being a human sparrow, like a bird. Yeah, I don't know something that, that's not hunted. You know, you don't have to worry about being shot down all the time and everything. But you're able to fly around. You're able to like, go. Uh, up north, north in the summer, down, down south during the winter. To me, the perfect pet, if you're going to have one of these animal-human hybrids, would be like a dog. Because a man dog? It would be a man dog because it would be maybe a girl dog. Uh, it'd walk on its own like it'd have pretty much a human body, but it would have like that dog head and brains. Kind of like Sarah Jessica Parker in, what was it, Mars Attacks? Yeah. Something along those lines. So it could go walk <laughs> itself and kind of take care of itself if it needed to but it'd still be loyal like a dog now the perfect hybrid for a girlfriend mm. horse because you could so, keep well, sarah a- jessica parker again and going back to the dog i think dmx has already signed up for one uh, i can see him totally buying one of these a horse because you could keep her in the stable you mm-hmm. know what i mean you just keep her out there and i'm you not go cleaning t- up my girlfriend's uh waste though you go to her whenever you need to now uh moving away from the hot talk and getting a little bit more serious on it I think if we're going to allow all this human embryo stuff, you got to allow the steroids, too. So, well, yeah, I mean, whenever you do advance yourself like this, and it, it basically probably the one of them, the steroids, would have less of an effect on uh, the human race, I would think, yeah, you have to allow steroids. Now, think about this, too. Does a baby, a fetus, an embryo, does it seem to have more worth when it's an embryo than when it's an actual baby? Because let's be realistic. 
probably five out of a hundred humans or babies turn out to be any, anything that are genuinely worth something in society. Mm-hmm. Like George Carlin says, you know, as far as babies go, there are a few winners and a whole lot of losers. Don't you think we'd be better served if for one year, one calendar year, let's just say 2008, January 1st to, to December 31st, we allowed no pregnancies to go to the full term. And we took all of those embryos, used them for stem cell research. Then we could t- solve two things. We could solve all the you know diseases and things like that. We'd have this, like, this amazing load of stem cells to work with. B, you solve overpopulation. If for one year there are no, year, no new babies, I'd assume that would go a long way as far as curbing population problems. I will agree that probably embryos are more uh, worth more right now than babies because they aren't letting really uh, scientists farm the embryos like they could. But I don't. Think I'm talking should... about as far as like being productive members of society. But yeah, but uh, we we do have the technology to make these embryos or, or have all these embryos, and you know it would be you know we have enough of them, we don't really need any more. But uh, I don't think that going a year without any babies is the way to go at all. I think. Listen, I think I'm even under uh, undercutting it. I think like three or four years. I think an entire high school class. I think if we did that, we could really solve some issues, man. You're going to see a whole dip in a lot of things. You're a big fan of sports. Uh, in high school, you're going to see uh, uh, like, you know, for if you want to go four years, a whole while where you have no Texas football. That's fine with me. I don't really need it. That, the state needs it. They'll need, go crazy without it. They'll need, go back to, to shooting. We need cures and we need less crime, and I think both of these could be solved Only by Texas. that. Let's go to Alex on line one. You're next with Hef Fan Dubs on 92.3 Free FM. What's up, Alex? Hey, what's, how you doing? Human lion through the jungle. Oh, you know. All right. See, I was thinking like a domesticated cat because I'm lazy. But here's the only problem: if you're going to be a human and a lion, you got to think of how are you going to do it. Do you have a human brain and you're just in um, the lion's body? Lion eyes, definitely. Uh, Lion fur and all that. Also, platypus and wolf. <laughs> all right, thank you. Now you're mixing the two animals yeah. instead of doing. Uh, yeah, thanks for the phone call. That would be funny. Here's the thing about the lion, though: you got to be able to have the draws and stuff like that's part of it. You couldn't have a human head; you get your ass kicked. But how about this? You just have human legs, like a human bottom, mm-hmm. but you have everything waist up line. So you have the claws and everything. You're all, you know, How about just genitalia? Maybe that's all that you got is human. You're just well, a little you small. Some, if, you, if, you, if you have human genitalia, you know, then you need human thumbs at least. At the very least, you can do some stuff. Let's go to Daniel on line two. You're next with Hefe and Dub. Story hey. number five. How are uh, you doing, guys? Hybrid embryos. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's, it's all total nonsense. Any serious biologist knows that this is all hype. But just to comment on what you guys are saying, I think we should take it one step further and make like a human kitten. You know, just 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 prevent aging because you figure chicks love you know kittens or even puppies for that matter. So you might as well use it for the man's benefit. You know. I got you. Thanks. I think they have one. That Webster. I think isn't, isn't that what that kid is, he is essentially. Kind of a, a human kitten. I mean, that's all. I'd like to pet him. Um, see again, this goes back to you and what you're in trouble in Florida for, and I don't know if I'm not in any that trouble. Next on 92.3 Free FM. Story number four. All right, I don't know if this is supposed to be a feel-good story, but it pisses me off. All right, Bush demands recount in book bet. 
apparently, President Bush, contrary to his public image, loves to read. And he and Karl Rove had a bet as to who could read the most books in the past year. Rove won by 117 to 104 mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Uh, but Bush asked for a recount by the number of words. <laughs> by that standard, Bush read 1.7 more words, 1.7% more words than Rove. Is this story supposed to be cute? Is this supposed to be one of those feel-good stories of, oh, look at the president, he's a normal guy, he and... Normal he, guys don't read 104 books in a year. He and Rove are into some shenanigans. Look they at have how, little bets. Yeah. Oh, they have I, office bets, they have I, a little office pool going. I wonder why this, like, this, this infuriates me. I don't understand how the president of the United States has the time to read 104 books. Well, you know he was uh, putting off other things because he had a bet with Rove to win, too, so he's uh, speed reading through some books here's trying to you know get ahead here's a book he hasn't read the art of war uh maybe that's one you might want to look into maybe he wants to skim the 9-11 commission report that yeah, would be good that that could absolutely help it, it drives me nuts though that this guy um like personally i had a goal a new year's resolution i was going to read 12 books this year mm-hmm. okay that's a, a real legitimate book Every month, knowing that I, you know, we're traveling around, we're doing different shows, we got, you know, some regular jobs to pay the bills, but I still want to be able to read 12 books this year. I'm having trouble keeping that. Mm-hmm. Where does the president find the time to read 104 books? And this is like probably one of the most well-rested presidents I've seen in a while. He doesn't look much different than when he came in. I mean, it pisses me off. Couldn't you be using that time to figure out a way to get us out of Iraq, to figure out a way or to have gas prices not be so expensive? I, I, as a Republican, you got to sit there and think to yourself, what's he doing? What's going on here? Why would you put this story out that you and Rove are having these book bets? What is this? <laughs> and that they're, uh, they have a conflict over it. They can't even get along on it. I mean, I, they can't figure it out between the two of them. To me, this is that that lie, that first semester lie when you're in high school and you come back from high school and you ask your buddies what they did over the summer. Like, yeah, man, I uh, I had sex with like four or five girls. <laughs> it was crazy. I had a great summer, man. Uh, yeah, what were their names? Uh, uh Candy and Jessica. Uh, they're they're from another town though. I mean, you know, you wouldn't know them or anything. But it was great. It's just it's one of those mm-hmm. lies where, you know. Bull. I don't believe it. Why are you sitting here and lying to us? It's not going to help you get over with me at all. 866-313-FREE. One of the best things about this story is that he wants a recount on it uh, because he doesn't like the way he lost. You know, it, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of a whole reversal from 2000, where you know uh, they, we're wondering who won, who lost, and we want recounts and all this kind of stuff. And the bet is how many books. Not how many words, not how many pages. The bet was how many books. Wait. And you, you can't, you know, kind of change it up because you don't like that you lost. That's what pisses me off even, too, because this is one of those genuine uh, FUs to half the country mm-hmm. who don't like them. Or now 70% of the country of, ha, 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 Rove and I want to recount. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't this funny? No, it's not. Get us out of Iraq. Now, the other interesting thing about this, too, is... Carl Rove's one of those guys mm-hmm. that I would never enter into a bet with. No, no. Because I wouldn't ever think that I would ever get my money. You know what I mean? If we ever had some. It's like trying to go into, like, you got a bet or something going on about, I don't know, how much 
tequila you can drink or something. You got to try to get money out of Gary Busey. Yeah. Like Gary Busey and Carl Rove see along see him along that same line of I'm not going to get any money from you. What's the point of betting? Those guys are like the non-trustworthy ones that you won't be able to find afterwards. And then those people you don't take bets with and the tough guys. Like try to uh, make a bet with Tyson and then collect uh, 20 bucks from him. You'll be like, yeah, come take it. I know. Come no. take it right out of my pocket. Now what worries me, 866-313-FREE, what worries me, if the president is out there mm-hmm. and he's reading all these books and he's making all these speeches and he's allegedly coming up with ways to get us out of the war, he might be he might be back on the coke. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you would have any sort of time. Uh, it's that or he's, he's messing it up. Do you think he uh, reads the line and does one? <laughs> It's possible. I don't. I cannot read twelve books in a year. No. How is this man getting in a hundred and four? And he's married. That this almost goes to show that. Oh, well, she's a librarian. She probably picked some good ones out for him. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just reading Cliff Notes. Maybe he's just reading those little pamphlets that you get at church. Whatever it is, it just doesn't seem like it's real, and it pisses me off. Next on ninety-two-three Free FM. Story number three. Next. I know it shouldn't piss me off because it's one of those feel-good <laughs> stories, but I, I'm not going to be able to get over it. All right, Dubs, what's story number three? You found this one. Yeah, uh, this is actually uh, one of a, a fellow on-air DJ. This one's over in England, though. His wife got pissed at something he did on the air and sold his $45,000 car. For one dollar on eBay. What a bitch! Wow, what a bitch! You gotta yeah. be kidding me. Uh, the the wife's DJ was listening to something that she didn't like on the air. Uh, got pissed off, put it up on eBay for a buy it now option of one dollar, and it read, "I need to get rid of this car in the next two to three hours before my husband gets home, and uh, he finds it's gone with all of his belongings on the street." All right, here's the thing. As a guy who's divorced, uh, mm-hmm. the, the marriage kind of ended because of radio. I um, I I couldn't talk about my, my ex-wife and our relationship on the air. Like, that was one of the things I couldn't do. So I had to do this whole thing of pretending that I was divorced. And, and like, a bit ended up turning into reality and this real odd thing. So I feel bad for this DJ, man. I feel bad, like, all right, what are you doing? I understand I've been there having a wife. That didn't want you know to take it. Didn't want you to quote unquote be, be yourself. Doing, yeah. and, you know, be out there in the public lifestyle. What he did was he's on uh, Kerrang 105.2 over in uh, the UK. Um, Can we go test for them? <laughs> I would love to. Tim <laughs> Shaw told a sexy babe that he's prepared prepared to leave his wife and two kids for. All right, so he's doing Stern's bit from '94. Yeah. Finally, someone's ripping you off. Go go they, after him. Well, here's what's interesting though. <laughs> I guess in 10 years from now, he'll be doing a We for a We contest. Yes. You know, he's that far behind. He's that far behind the times. So now what? Um, like, he's so he's out of the car. He doesn't have his stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know what he... Uh, this happened fairly recently, so he hasn't actually been on to comment about it yet. But uh, I did go to the uh, Kerrang! 105.2 website and find this guy's bio. Okay, is he a... Uh, Chuck Jock. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, here's uh, here's some of his bio. Tim's been fired from pretty much every job he's ever had and surprised everyone in the industry when Kerrang! Radio decided uh, he was worth a 20-second chance. Okay, so he is. He's way out there. He's one of those guys you never know what he's going to yeah, do next. Chuck uh, Jock. Huh. 
Okay. Some say bribes are involved. Others speculate that blackmailing photos ensured a top oh, spot. I hate online bios of <laughs> yeah. radio disc jockeys. Whatever it is, it's too late to stop him now. All right, so he's way out there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the beast has been unleashed and is ready, ready to terrorizing your security guard. All right, you know what? Now I'm on the wife's side. <laughs> I At first, I'm pissed off because, you know, the wife's selling stuff. Now... I understand, and I'm completely for the wife because she's married to one of these shock jocks. He does a show called The Asylum. It is a rock show, but he does uh, talking in between. It's kind of a night show. Mm -hmm. uh, the Asylum is like no other show. Interact is all we're, is what we're all about. Uh, it's nothing at all like what you and I were doing in Lansing, Michigan nope. seven, eight years ago. Well, here's the thing. Even Tim, then, us ripping off Howard, too, doing the same bit. This is what he does on the air. This is how they describe it. Tim talks, you talk. Tim talks, you talk. Tim shouts, you shout. That's a conversation. That's yeah. uh, Congratulations. You just broke down the fact that you have a conversation on the radio. What's his sidekick's name? Uh, his sidekick is Juicy Lucy. Right. Yeah, Juicy Lucy, and this is uh, off her bio, is the person responsible for keeping a leash on Tim Shaw. Shut up. Shut up. All right, I hate you. Chuck Jock. I hate you already, and you deserve your... Juicy Lucy is hot, though. I deserve, you deserve your $45,000 car. Uh, getting ganked from you. <laughs> but keeping the leash on uh, Tim Shaw is no easy task because Tim is possibly the most unpredictable person, let alone DJ, on the planet. Yeah, it's so funny how like you can hear a headline of angry wife uh, of DJ sells car for a dollar, and you're like, man, you know what? I can identify with this guy. Uh, what an awful... He seems like an ass, though. Well, yeah, and then you hear about him, and you hear yeah, about you his show. You read his bio, and you just hate him. And I'm like, screw you, dude. You <laughs> you, you didn't deserve that $45,000 car anyway, because you hadn't come up with an original thought. He's doing late-night radio. How's he got a $45,000 car? I don't care. I know. We should be working in England. Look at us. You got a conversion van. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got a $45,000 car and a wife. You got a dog and a kid-touching van. Shut up. Next. Next. On 92.3 Free FM. What's next? All right. We got some great phone calls, Banks. A lot of people uh, on the Bush thing. Stay right there. Uh, you hang tight. It's going to be a very quick commercial break. We'll come back as we're about to get to stories. Number two and number one on this short porch. It's Hefe and Dubs. We are next. Go to myspace.com slash nextradio, nextradiofans.com, freefmfans.com, 866-313-FREE. Feel free to get in on all this next with Hefe and Dubs and 92.3 Free FM. Next with El Jefe and J-Dubs on 92.3 Free FM. What the hell? What? <laughs> I not heard of this lighter yet. <laughs> Why does everything you do got to be a little mo? All right, welcome back. Uh, Frankie says relax, my friend. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. Uh, it's uh, next on 92.3 Free FM. Let's bang out the phone calls here. Uh, and then we'll get you to stories number two and number one. Recapping where we're at, though, right now. Um, number five was the hybrid embryos, mm -hmm. human and animal. Four. Bush demands a recount on a book bet that he had with Carl Rove, and it just, God, it, it upsets me. And three was a wife's revenge on a shock jock. Let's go to Rich on line one. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Hey, what's up, H&D? What's up, dude? Good show tonight, guys. Thanks, buddy. Listen, pure BS, man, unless you're going to say, unless you're going to count Bush reading 104 
Mother Goose type books in his life. Yeah, okay. I, that's the thing too. Like, I don't believe that they're real books. I, you know, I might think he did some books on tape, so he knows what's going on, so he can kind of fake that it. Doesn't count though. You're not uh, reading. No, that. I know, but so he can fake it with Carl Rove. But you know, he's not. He didn't really actually read them. Let's go to Dave. I mean, the guy, the guy is like, if you listen to any of his speeches, he he can barely speak the English language without tripping over his tongue every five seconds. And you're going to no, tell me he's literate? He's he reads well. I know. There's no way I would think. Thanks for the call. There's no way I'd think that he's not reading all these books without some sort of drug enhancement. Uh, David, on line two, you're next with Hefe and Dubs. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, dude. I'm just calling because uh, yeah, he read like 104 books. That's ridiculous. That's like one book every two to four days. And again, where does he have the time for this? And if this is even, if this is true, again, I think this is one of those lies. And thanks for the phone call. But if this is true, it has to drive you insane because we're in the middle of a war. Mm-hmm. And instead of reading books, unless they're books about war or about what you've done in the war, so you can learn from your mistakes, because these are coming out all the time. Maybe for reading, reading George Tenet's book. Or uh, who's the other guy that's always coming out? Real, always upset. There's another guy too that worked for the CIA, um, Richard Clark. Yeah, you read that book. I mean, if they're relevant to what's going on in uh, today's world and what you're doing, yeah, maybe you uh, you pick it up, you read it, you do your thing. But if you're just reading these novels, I, I you know what? They Agatha might, Christie or <laughs> yeah, they, they he, she might he might be doing some uh, Daniel Steele, uh, just some romance novels. Let's get a mic on line three. You're next with half and. This one's got me all hot. Yes, how you doing? Is that me? Yeah, it's you, buddy. How you doing, brother? Uh, the irony of all of this, in 2001, using the amount of books versus the red and blue states, um, <laughs> and that's the irony of it all. Uh, back then, we were arguing how many how many states versus the electoral votes, uh, and Bush's position was, oh, I won by red states versus blue states, and now he's bitching uh, that uh, he that, should be counted per words, which is... That's what's so the, funny, too, Mike, and thanks for the phone. I'm sorry to cut you off, because we got to move on, but you're right, it... It really is thumbing the nose. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's kind of, you know, like, hey, I, I can bitch about these kinds of things, but you can't. Yeah, it's, oh, look at us. Look at a recount. Ha, ha, ha. Look yeah. at, you know, this recount didn't work out in my favor. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, the Don on line four. You're, uh, you're next before we move on to story number two. What's up, the Don? Yeah, he read all those books, but they were just on his iPod, dog. You know that? <laughs> yeah, that's not only it's he's reading covers. That's books he, on tape. Books he, on tape, brother. He's, thank you. He's reading about them uh, before he downloads them on iTunes, mm-hmm. and that's where it all comes from. It drives me nuts. Next on ninety-two-three free FM two story number two. All right, maybe this is how he did it. Um, they're coming up with a new, uh, a possible way to create a 25-hour day. Uh, This is something that some scientists are putting together. Mm -hmm. They say our natural daily 24-hour cycle could be stretched an extra hour safely by some exposures to pulses of bright light, according to some research. The reason that the United States and France are doing this is because it could help out astronauts adapting for long-term missions to Mars where the day lasts an extra 40 minutes. So they're testing it, this theory, which kind of gets into a whole thing about being exposed to darkness and light. And I don't mess- get it. And messing- I'm already confused. And messing with your internal clock. 
which is on a 23.5 to 24.5 cycle. That's just something, I guess, because of the Earth's rotation mm-hmm. that we're all used to. But if you do these different kinds of light experiments, you can stretch that out to about 25 hours. My thought is, if you have an extra hour in the day, what would you do with it? Sleep. Obviously, President Bush, is you, he has this. He has yeah. an extra four hours where he's reading. You would only use this to sleep? Yeah, I would get an extra hour of sleep. You don't do anything. <laughs> no, you I sleep don't. now. Yeah, exactly. Another We're like jobless, another extra hour. and you sleep every day mm-hmm. till about four. So I don't know why you would need a whole another hour. Wouldn't you enjoy it? Wouldn't you just like another hour of sleep? Doesn't that sound like the best thing ever? If you could do this. Mm-hmm. And it could change, and you could get this extra hour. Would you want it? My fear is they would de- like work would demand another hour or at least half an hour out of you. No, I, I don't think they would do that because they they don't get uh, any more work out of you when you go seven to eight hours. You know, if you're at work for seven hours, you get about the same amount of work done that you're there when you're eight eight hours there. I'd spend this extra hour playing video games. I'd like to have a whole another hour so I could get in a whole another NCAA 2007. What really confuses me with this whole thing is where's that 13th hour or the 25th hour because it'd be split up into so it'd have to be a 13th hour, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, would it go on the front end? Would it go on to the day end, like the noon end, or would it go on to the midnight end? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Uh, you know, just for uh, you know, what, what would you think? I would think the extra hour would come at night, kind of like whenever it's daylight daylight savings, and you get that bonus hour, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the night, like three to four o'clock in the morning. I figure it would probably come in somewhere around there, eight six six three one three free. Or do they just add a few minutes to every hour, and then we just don't have, you know, we have twenty four hours, but an hour's longer now. So it's an hour's no longer an hour; it's like sixty six minutes or well, something. Well, not even sixty six minutes. They just stretch the second out so that it doesn't click. You're too paranoid. You need to focus. Focus on the question at hand. If you had an extra hour, what are you doing with it? You're sitting there. I'm get- thinking about the extra hour. I'm thinking about that, trying to figure it all out. Where did it this doesn't come- make sense to me. Where did this come from? Yeah. Who's doing it? Why is the government doing this to me? What's the point of it? My thing is I worry I'd have to have an extra meal. Why? Because I have to have the energy for that extra hour. What, are you up to uh, nine then? Is that where you're at there? Uh, I know you're up to about eight right now. Yeah, I'm right around there. Or you could use this time to batch. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to lie to you. There are times I missed a nap this week that was incredibly needed. I needed this nap because of the fact that I had to run one. Who can batch when thinking about the extra hour? I need I need my mind clear when I batch. I can't be thinking of, oh, wow, I'm doing this on, on borrowed time. Am I losing this in heaven? Does this mean that I'm not going to uh, you know spend as much time in the afterlife because I'm spending more time, an extra hour here? The biggest question about this all maybe is, do you even do you get enough out of the time that you have? Because I would venture to say the ma- the majority of us mm-hmm. don't use the time that we have appropriately. I would have to think I certainly don't. No, no, none of us do. We, uh, well, no, you'll, 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 yeah, there are people, but for the most part, I'd say 99.9% of people, they will waste time. I mean, it, it, there is plenty of ways to waste time. 
America has become uh, the biggest and best business of America is wasting time, entertainment, uh, you know, movies, all that. Radio shows. Yeah, all of that in the end is just wasting time. Well, how about this? Does this mean now that we have this extra hour in this little fantasy world that the scientists, the French and the United States are trying to create, do we get back some of our canceled shows? Can I get Arrested Development back? Can I get back, even though it wasn't any good, I've invested too much time in a Jericho. Can I get this stuff back because uh, we have all this extra time to fill now? News networks are already making up so much stuff as it is uh, as far as news goes. I can't believe that they wouldn't also, too, uh, end up doing, uh, you know, start ma- making stuff up. Let's try... Um, Let's try going to what's uh what what didn't make the cut tonight, Doug. Next on 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. All right, J Dubs, a complete recap of what's happened. We had the next sports update. Um. Mets win over the Yankees tonight in the uh, Subway Series. Mm -hmm. New Jersey Nets lose out of the playoffs. No more playoff games here on 92.3 Free FM. It's now the Cavaliers versus the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. Five straight Eastern Conference Finals for the Pistons. Um, You have the Utah Jazz waiting on the winner of the game going on right now. And San Antonio up 11 over Phoenix in the third quarter. So that could end up being a San Antonio-Utah series, which would be incredibly boring. Um, Giambi's admission saying the sport should apologize for uh, for uh, steroids in sports. So that mm-hmm. was part of the next uh, news update. Also, to our sports update. Number six, Uncle Bites, three-year-old to teach them a lesson. Number five, human embryos uh, are going to be hybridly matched with animal embryos to try to find diseases for things like stem cell re- or for stem cell research but yeah. to find cures yeah. for diseases like Parkinson's and mm-hmm. things, Alzheimer's things like that. Number four, Bush demands a recount. Number three, a wife's revenge on a shock jock. Number two, the 25 hour day. Let's find out what wasn't next worthy. Uh, 866-313-FREE 866-313. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. It's next on 92.3 Free FM. Next. 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 92.3. Free FM. Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut, but are worth a mention. Uh, I got one to start off with. Here's something that didn't make the cut, but we should have probably talked about. E-Rock driving home from a Gwen Stefani concert. E-Rock from the opening Anthony show. But he just texted you? Yeah. Uh, listening in his car and coming back from the Gwen Stefani. Oh, how he's was He's a it? hollow back girl. <laughs> I know from the chest he's a hollow back girl. I think he's doing that same <laughs> diet that I did. I was listening to the Ian Smith diet. I think it's the Fat, Sma- Fat Smash diet. Yeah. I lost nine pounds and I put back 18. After uh, coming back from uh, the Gwen Stefani concert, I think he's going to be losing weight in another way. Um, all right. Well, hello to E-Rock. Um, also, two dubs. Uh, maybe it applies. FDA set to okay period regression pill. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't realize this was possible, but I guess there's a pill out there now. Maybe he doesn't need the diet, Iraq doesn't. Maybe he's just retaining water. Okay, it's that stop. Time right now. Well, uh, listen, I I want to go to a Nelly Furtado concert, so I can't sit there and blame him uh, for going to a Gwen Stefani concert. Although I'd like some tool tickets if somebody could hook that up. Um, short, fat people to get rights in Massachusetts. Enough of the whole rights thing. Not everyone has to have them. Just, yeah, I mean, if you're fat, you uh, you don't really deserve anything extra. You're, yeah, in fact, the last thing you need is something extra. Yeah, you get extras all the time. Uh, you're, the, the problem is that your right to eat or your, your choice of eating, you've completely abused. So I kind of think it's okay, even being a fat guy, to discriminate against fat people. You take up extra room on airplanes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You... You break chairs. You you take up two seats in the movie theater. I think you got to pay for it. You know, be realistic. You can't be an ass and expect, you know, hey, I'm going to go on Southwest Airlines and take up two seats, you know, without yeah. people wanting you to buy that extra seat. Without a doubt. I mean, you have to uh, you have to live within what you're, you're made of, and if you're made of a lot more, you have to pay for that. Uh, also next, next worthy tonight, a mother holding a three-year-old beats up a shark with a camera. She'd what used the shark do? Uh, I guess it attacked. If she'd used the baby, she maybe could have killed the <laughs> shark. But instead, she ended up using the wrong weapon. She used the camera. And then finally, Dubs, um, we didn't really been able to talk about it, but I do want to say a thank you to the um, the, effect- the effectiveness of the PAC, a yeah. PAC. They're doing some really good stuff out there. They're helping all of us. Uh, and that's actually really important. And so thank you to all those involved with that kind of stuff. And uh, we can go from there. Now, Dubs, we have two things we could do. We could go, get, we can get to number one, or we could try to squeeze in a feature. You want to just move on to number one? Yeah, let's just do number one. All right, Dubs. Dubs made the call. For those of you that were looking forward to the feature, I apologize. You can Beat write it. You can write your letters to uh, Justin Lee Johnson at gmail.com. Next, 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 next on 923-3-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-FM-
You know, it, it just it sounds like minorities. You know, what? It, it sounds like they, with that accent, they should be just be saying minorities. Oh, so you substitute karaoke for minorities? Yeah, it sounds like uh, that's what they're they're leaning towards here. Right. You know, maybe if we do this, we can get a few of them. Next download. It includes banning karaoke. We're proposing that we not allow that in restaurants, that or the pool tables. <laughs> Bridget Milby was asked to review the city's alcohol policies by the city commission. It's time to revisit the ordinance um, and see what is working, what's not working, what would help uh, our code enforcement people. We're told the issue is that when you have karaoke and dancing at an establishment, it creates a big crowd, a more of a bar-type atmosphere, which the city doesn't want. What? But here at Reno's Roadhouse, they have karaoke six nights a week. So they're obviously not very happy with the idea. They think it's ridiculous. How bored is Kentucky? Seriously. Here's here's the other thing, too. I've been to karaoke bars, and I hate them. I hate karaoke bars. I hate the people who frequent karaoke bars. If I can have fun at one every once in a while. If but. you're a regular of a karaoke bar, I hate you because you're not even talented enough to put together a band. You don't even have enough friends to put together a band. You have to go and sing someone else's music. I disagree with that completely. I think it, it can be very fun. I mean, you go there expecting to hear some bad singers, and maybe you'll get some good singers, but that's what it's about. It's about watching these people bomb. That's one of my favorite things in life is to watch people bomb. Then you should have enjoyed this week, I think, uh, with us. How dare you. <laughs> Next download. So they're obviously not very happy with the idea. They think it's ridiculous. They, they've uh, referenced it to the movie Footloose. They're like, surely Danville's not going to try to be like the movie Footloose in that town. Lana Spiegel owns Reno's, and she says her business will suffer without karaoke. You know, around 8, 30, 9 o'clock in Danville, there's not a lot of things to do. Um, so I was just trying to keep food and things flowing for my, for my employees and for myself to generate income. At this point, it's only a proposal. Even City Commissioner Terry Crowley says it's a little bit harsh. I'm a little skeptical that, uh, that that's necessary. And some residents agree with him. Well, I mean, what are we living in, the Middle Ages? I mean, you know, people go out and want to have a good time, karaoke, there's nothing wrong with that. And what's wrong with dancing? We've been dancing for thousands of years. You know, why, why should not we true. not be able to dance? That's, that's, not that's true. just crazy. Dancing started in 1937. I don't know if you knew that. That's a little known fact I read on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Next download. Well, I mean, what are we living in? The Middle Ages? I mean, you know, people go out and yes, have a good time karaoke. There's nothing wrong with that. And what's wrong with dancing? We've been dancing for thousands of years. You know, why, why should we not be able to dance? That, that's just crazy. In Danville, Renee Charles, WKYT 27 News First. And Crowley says the karaoke proposal is one of many dealing with the city's alcohol policy. They're also considering allowing alcohol sales on Sunday. People can share their thoughts at the Danville City Commission meeting on May 29th at oh, yeah. 5.30 at the City Hall. Yeah, you can't buy uh, beer it's, on Sunday. It's 1986 for these people. Yeah. I, well, oddly enough, if you will have watched the story before it, it was a... It was a uh, chicken fight with uh, two tractors. So it really is like footloose over there. No dancing and uh, tractor chicken. Now, I didn't realize that certain places you still couldn't buy booze on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that as a kid when I was growing up in Texas, but eventually that went away, I thought. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here that's kind of like the 80s. Uh, in Kentucky, at this Kentucky town? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they have a, a college here. 
and uh, there was a whole thing where the the uh, athletes came in, took over the uh, the freshman dorm, so all the freshmen had to go sleep in uh, the auditorium mm-hmm. until they found other places to live, and then you know like. They, they finally got out of there and everything, started their own fraternities up and everything, and these athletes wouldn't let up on these guys. I think they were the Trilams. Uh, they, they wouldn't give up on them, and then there ended up being a whole battle that ended up with a techno song. I think that was Revenge of the Nerds that you're talking about. Hey, it goes with this. you know. They, 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 they're ripping off everything from the 80s over there. 866-313-FREE. You're right, though. They do seem like they're stuck in this time warp where they're literally 20 years behind, um, at the very least 20 years behind any major city in the same country. Actually, at the same college, this millionaire businessman uh, got dumped by his wife, found her cheating, uh, decided he's going to go spend some more time. And this is a with, new story? Yeah, with his son. Uh, and this place, he didn't graduate from high school, but he was a very successful businessman, bought a hall for the college so they would let him in. Uh, terrific swimmer, too. Uh, he joined the swim team and actually ended up helping out the swim team, did a triple Lindy, and they won everything. Won his son over, too. I think it was back to school. I don't know if that's a news story. I think it was back to school starring Rodney Dangerfield. I know the town seems... Like, it's footloose, but I couldn't imagine that these other scenarios are happening. And when we were listening to that audio, they sounded very country. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, but there's some smart people there. There are actually a couple guys, uh, they put bras on their head, and they created a woman Stop. on their computer. Okay, that's weird science. I know that one for a fact. I know that that's weird science. It's just, it, it's funny to me how we sometimes here in America can look at other countries and be like, man, look, they're, they're not evolved you know what I mean? They're still living in dirt tents. But if you're in the United States of America and you're having debate as to whether or not you should be dancing uh, in your local pub, then you, too, are no better than any of those third-world countries. Here's why they aren't doing the dancing anymore, or they don't want to do the dancing anymore. There's a problem with even male prostitution there. Uh, I read a story because I read up on this thing. Uh, there was a whole thing with a pizza guy who, anytime they would order... Anchovy pizzas. That's Lover Boy. That's Lover Do- Lover Boy starring Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Again, it seems funny because of the fact that you know it's a it is a footloose scenario that is completely coming to play. I don't think that any of these quote unquote news stories that you got from Dansville, Kentucky, are also true. Well, there was one guy from Dansville. He moved over there to Dansville for the first time. He's just trying to make some friends. Met a girl. Uh, and uh, was actually making stuff happen. Um, and this whole gang of Cobra Kai. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it already. That's karate kid. Now you're not even trying. Now you're not even trying to make the up kid, these news stories. Even one of the Cobra Kai's yelled, oh. put him in a body bag, Johnny! A body bag! You're not even trying anymore. I understand it seems like a scenario straight out of the 80s. You no, know, he came back, though. He ended up uh, beating Johnny in the Something that we would have on a VHS a tape. Pick. But still, I don't necessarily believe that all of those are true. Yes. That's the way yes. he wants to go out. Next. <laughs> Nine, two, three. Three. FM. On the next episode. Who knows? Who knows if it's here? Who, uh, who knows if it's uh, in a couple of other towns that we've been... 
But New York, we want to thank you for your hospitality once again as we got the guest host this week. Everybody's been terrific. Uh, we do appreciate it. Unfortunately, now we can let the big uh, secret out of the bag. We were not live in New York as we did this out of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do want to thank the guys here at News Talk 1040, Chemo and everybody who set this studio up and allowed us to use it. I also want to thank the boys up in NYC that uh, made this thing sound good. I want to thank uh, Cheesemo, who, who's a badass. Thank you to him. Thank you to Jivin. Thank you to Noah, all those boys. Uh, thank you to Mr. John Manelli, who has been fantastic. I'll even say this. Become a friend. I enjoy our conversations. He's a good dude, and I like him. Uh, and of course, next time uh, if we get a chance to do this, we'll sleep on your couch, John. Yeah, that'll be terrific. Yeah, let's just. Uh, I can <laughs> imagine. For some reason, when I when I think John Manelli, though, I don't think any furniture. I think he, <laughs> he sits Indian style in the middle of that uh, that uh, living room of his. I don't care. Whatever. No, it doesn't bother me. I love him. He's awesome. And uh, thank you to our boys, of course, Ron and Fez, who. Uh, have been mentors and buddies and the whole thing, and we're glad Fezzy's feeling better. Congratulations to Eastside Dave with all the stuff going on, and E-Rock. And, uh, yeah, he's been terrific for us. And the boys, uh, O&A, fantastic, and best of luck to them with everything. And like we even said earlier in the week, uh, we wish nothing but the best for JV and Elvis, too. So uh, hopefully all this becomes one big happy family, but we'll see what happens. In the meantime, keep up with us on MySpace, myspace.com slash nextradio. It's been a countdown of the top six stories of the day because of the short porch. Uh, also, to uh, nextradiofans.com and freefmfans.com. Uh, I believe that's everything. Uh, that's Dubs. I'm Hefe. And until next time, we out, bitch. 5,000. Onward! I think.